It's time to get in the game. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Get in the Game podcast, the podcast where we explore ways to get off the sidelines, stop making excuses, and get in the game. I'm your coach, Trevor Dean, and this is uh, the 31st episode. And um, again, I, I say it every time, but I'm, I'm super happy to be able to do this and have the time to do it for you. Um, thank you for tuning in uh, week after week. Those of you that do, please like subscribe share get this out to as many people as possible we want to get the word out um for anyone who is a christian or who is uh has questions about um the christian faith who has questions about god and and wanting answers um i know i don't have them all but i i know i have an encouraging word for them and i i hope that god is speaking through me to them and I just want to get this out to them and help as many people as possible and encourage as many people as possible. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's get to today's uh, content. Today we're going to be talking about being presentable or being prepared. And what I mean by presentable is um, I'll give a couple examples. When I was younger and I played uh, the piano, I didn't really like it that much. I, I, it was kind of, it wasn't forced on me in a way to where it was like kicking and screaming, but piano wasn't my first choice of an instrument to play, but my parents wanted, uh, me to be well-rounded and I'm not the only one. I have four brothers and all of us know how to play the piano. We can all read music. Um, not all of us play it that often, but we all can. And that was just because we were, we were, um, in piano lessons at a young age and did it for several years. But like I mentioned, I didn't enjoy it that much. It wasn't the instrument I wanted to play. So I didn't practice that often. I didn't practice as much as I, as I could, or I didn't practice as diligently as I could when I did practice. So when it came to my lesson on that day, I tried to cram seven days of practicing into 15 minutes, 30 minutes before the the lesson. And I, you know, I tried to be as presentable as possible. So it was fresh in my mind. So when I got there, cause I don't like looking like a fool, even though I was younger and this was kind of, uh, uh, I didn't care as you know, that much, but you still want to, maybe it's the competitive side of me. I still wanted to present myself as being competent in it and being able to do it. So I'd cram as much as I could into 15 minutes or 20 minutes 30 minutes or an hour before the actual lesson, just to show the teacher that, yeah, I, yeah, I did practice and see like, I, I'm, I'm good. So I tried to cram some muscle, muscle memory into that short amount of time or, um, a more recent example is, uh, I had some family over a couple days ago. Um, my younger brother was in town with his wife and, uh, uh, before they decided to dro- uh, before they drove back to uh, their state, they, they live in Texas. Before they drove back the next morning, um, I wanted to have a, a dinner with his with my brothers and, and my my family as much as I uh, as much as I could could show up and and see him because I haven't seen him since um, my wife and I got married and that was over three years ago, uh, just slightly over three years ago, and so. We kind of, I, I kind of crammed a lot of cleaning 
to be able to host um, into a very short period of time. It was kind of thrown together. It was kind of a last minute thing. It wasn't really planned out um, because the the circumstances of them being in town wasn't uh, um, pl- really planned too much. They kind of they they had to make a quick um, trip out here, so it wasn't planned. So I, you know, a, a lot of the time ahead uh, ahead of it. Uh, and so I had to cram a lot of, uh, cleaning and, and organizing into a short amount of time. And, uh, it wasn't just me on that. It was also with my wife, uh, but we got it done. Uh, but it was all in an effort to look presentable for the, uh, almost 30 people that showed up, um, in, in that time, uh, you know, all family, all, all people that we haven't been able to see in a while. Um, I was grateful for that time and I, I thank God for it, but it, you know, that's just what, what you do sometimes. But I also got to think spiritually in this as well. And I see it a lot. Um, and I, and I'm no stranger to it. I've done it myself, but I see a lot when we, um, try to present ourselves in a way when we are around other believers, maybe it's on a Sunday morning or maybe it's at a, uh, a women's uh, luncheon or a men's breakfast or any kind of, uh, you know, Bible study that we try and present our best self, even if maybe we had a bad week or, or maybe we were struggling with something that we just don't want to talk about, but, um, we, we, we just present ourselves in a way that everything is perfect and you've had the best week ever and you're just filled with joy, even though that might not be the case. And I'm not saying that Jesus can't fill you with joy, on, you know, when you're worshiping or, or, or in, even in your daily lives. But there are a lot of times when we come to that point where we're not really giving, um, our, we're, we're not being our authentic, our authentic self. And we are hiding what we're going through, hiding the hurt, hiding the struggle, the, the stress, the pain, maybe all for the appearance of that you got it all together. And I know I'm not the only person out there who, who's dealt with this. I'm also not the only person out there who has seen this um, in maybe your own church or around other believers, especially especially when you know people that are going through a tough time. Um, and like I said, there are those people out there who, when they go through a tough time, they, they draw closer to God and closer to Jesus and, and, and they, they let it out and they have joy even in their pain. And it's a, it's a very real thing and it's awesome to see, but there are others who hide that. And, um, I, I think it happens too often and we're not aware of it. Um, we're, we're not really in tune to what the people that we are around our, our church family, um, those body of believers that we hold close, we're not always in tune to, to what's going on in their lives. And so that's kind of the present the, the presentable. Do you want to be presentable or like, do you want to be prepared? And there's a, a few different things that kind of came to mind. The first is, is early, early on in the Bible. Um, and it's the story of Noah. And it was basically, he got a, a word from God that a flood is coming and he needs him to build an ark, build a huge boat. And he spent 
decades and decades building this ark. And it was basically so he could be prepared for when that time comes. Excuse the 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 cars going by, but he had to he had to build this ark um, by himself, or pretty much by himself. He may have had a little help from from his sons, but he had to build this ark so that he could um, fulfill God's will for his life. And it took him so long to build that. It took him that long to be prepared, but he had to be diligent in the time. He had to do what was what was placed out in front of him. The, he had to do what God asked him to do, or if not, he wouldn't have been prepared for that moment. He wouldn't have been prepared for when the flood did come and the whole earth was covered with water. Some scholars say it was 100, some say it was 120 years. And a lot of people uh, in the Old Testament... Um, if we're kind of wondering, like, there's no way to, you know, you know, how could he build it in a hundred years in the old Testament? When we read it before the flood, um, people lived a lot longer and it was just God's providence. He's God's favor on him. He let people live a lot longer. Um, but then afterwards, uh, you know, there was, uh, God said that no one would live over 120 years. And as far as I know, I haven't heard of anyone living, um, since then, or or any modern time recorded who's lived over 120 years. But back to that story, he had to do what God asked him to do, or he wouldn't be prepared. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 through 5, it says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a lot of the stuff that's going on today. I've mentioned it before, like, I, I, I try not to get into anything too political or anything here. Um, and even if I do, I try not to really um, let you know what side I'm on. I kind of just bring up an issue. But I feel I have to speak on this, that I, I feel like a lot of people today are, are taking um, stuff out of context in the Bible. They're taking, um, they're taking their own feelings and they're finding people who might feel that same way that goes against biblical instruction, biblical teaching, biblical principles. And, but because that person may be a Christian or goes to a, a Christian denominational church, they, they gravitate towards them and they say, see, this person's a Christian. Like it's gotta be right. And they find people who they can agree with. And, um, it goes against what the doctrine, what the, the Bible is saying what God has given us to read and to live out. It goes against it and it's not okay. It says people will, they will endure, they will not endure sound doctrine. So basically it's almost when you tell them the truth, it almost is like that they are so upset at it or they are, um, 
the 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 almost like shriek at it or or it gives them uh it makes them feel horrible when they hear that and to be honest a lot of people don't like to hear the truth in general but when it goes against something that they're uh passionate about even if it's right or wrong that's when there's a problem because the truth is the truth it doesn't change you know our opinions of of what the truth may be can change but when it comes down to it real truth does not change it is true then it's true now and it will ever it will forever be true it, it it's not some truth is is not something that changes it's it's like people thought that the the earth was flat and that was true in the minds of people before that but we know now that the earth is round and it has always been round so the the true the real truth is that the earth has always been round but the opinion of the truth has changed over time i hope that makes sense so real truth does not change and real truth is the word of god and that is jesus incarnate he is the the incarnate word of god it is also the actual written word that we have to read inspired by god through the hands of the men that he loved and the men that he had a purpose for and that doesn't mean that um he doesn't have purpose for other people, but this, the the one of the purposes of these authors was to write this scripture, inspired by the word of God. But it says, be ready in season and out of season. We need to preach the word, preach the truth. We cannot let... Um, us get uh, ourselves get to a point where we're rejecting sound doctrine and our doctrine has to be based and solid in the word in the bible the stuff that that god gave us the instructions the the uh just the the living word that he gave us to study to live out we have to be prepared in that way so it says, be ready, whether you're ready, ready to preach or you're not ready to preach, you need to be able to. So how do we do that? Well, we need to be in it. I've mentioned many, many times that we need to be in the Bible, reading it daily, reading it regularly, even if daily isn't, you know, I don't think it's impossible, but if in our mind, if it's not something that is easily attainable, then we need to get regular in it, whether it's every other day or three times a week, four times a week, whatever it may be for your schedule, be in it, study it, memorize scripture, live it out, pray it out, meditate on it. We need to be able to do that because we won't be ready to preach unless we have the knowledge of his word imprinted on our hearts. Related to that is first Peter chapter three, verses 14 through 15. And it says, but even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are, you are blessed and do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, 
always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. So in this way, this is when someone asks, you know, the hope that you have in your life, why do you have it? What is it about this Christ that gives you this kind of hope for, the, for your life and for eternity? And we need to be able to answer that, being prepared. We, we, can, be, we can live out the most uh, surface level uh, good life to people and we may never get asked. But if we're living our true selves, we might get asked to people or from people about this hope. When you're living it out, when you're prepared, it's it's hard to explain, but you almost exude this kind of um, aura about you that people are like you know what what's different about you like why why are you have so much joy in the midst of like you know a, a family crisis or or um, you know, a bad day at work or something like that? how does that happen and when you give that defense uh, you know this is why because I have this hope in Jesus Christ that this stuff is just menial compared to compared to what I have in him. So we need to be prepared for that. We can't just like sit back and just say, you know, you know, God's got it all. Like we have work here to do and we need to be prepared for it. And that is to have the word in our hearts, memorize it. Like, again, I'm going to harp on this, memorize it, meditate on it, read it. If you need to read it over and over and over, the, you know, the same passage, the same few verses, then do that. Whatever it takes to to make it stick and, 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 and to, to keep with you, do that. You know the way you learn. You know the way that, you know, you're able to memorize or, or whatever. So, so whatever it is, take the Bible and do it. Don't make any excuses. It's the third phrase in our tagline. Or, or, or second phrase in our tagline. Get off the sidelines. Stop making excuses. Just don't make an excuse. Just get in it and do it. But then we also have to be ready like for when Jesus is coming back. And while we're here, we have... You know, at the end of First of Peter, it says, uh, in that passage, I, I said, sorry, in Second in Timothy, it says, do the work of, of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. So basically, go out and, and preach to people. The Great Commission is to go out and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus comes back, we need to be, have, have been doing this, this work. Because people's lives, people's eternities depend on our willingness to go out there and do that. So if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, then we're not going to be prepared. And subsequently, neither are the people who are in our lives that we should have been you know, spreading the gospel to. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 42 through 44... This is Jesus telling them, therefore, be on alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on alert and would have not allowed his house to be broken into. 
For this reason, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. So basically, Jesus is going to come back, his second coming, when he is coming to, to uh, some people say the, 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 you know, the rapture and stuff, but it's when he's coming to rule on earth. And he, he's, everyone's going to have, at that point, going to have to give an account to God. It's going to, everyone, it says everyone's, uh, everyone will, will, will surrender to God in some way or another, whether it will be um, that they follow him or just because in, in just in reverence. But he's saying that he's going to come when no one expects it. So in order for us to be, we need to be prepared for that. He wasn't saying that he is a thief in that in that analogy. He was just saying if if they knew when the thief was coming, then he wouldn't have let the house be broken into. If we knew when Jesus was coming, then we'd probably just start working right before. It's kind of like my piano uh, analogy up there. Because I know when the lesson is, I can practice 45 minutes before for 15 minutes. And then it make it look like, you know what? I'm doing well because I'm already warmed up. I'm already got some stuff done. You know, I make it look like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But that's not what he's saying. He's saying he's not not coming when you know. So do the work. Be prepared at all times. You have a responsibility, whether uh, whatever role it is you have in this life, you have a responsibility to be ready. And and that could be to be preaching. We, we all should be sharing the gospel at some point, but also it could be ready to give an account for the defense of why you have it. And that could be from someone who doesn't believe in it or who is someone who is, um, who is, uh, curious in it. And it could even be from another believer who just is curious about your own, your own walk. But we need to be on alert at all times, knowing that the, the enemy is, is here trying to trip us up, trying to get us out of the game, trying to keep us on the sidelines. But it's our job to get off those. Stop making those excuses like I mentioned, and we need to get back into the game. If you're out of it, get into it. If you're into it, stay diligent. Continue to be prepared. Practice. I'm using sports analogies, but what I'm talking about is be in the word. Be prayerful. Meet with other believers. Study the word. Share the gospel. It sounds like a full-time job, but you know what? We're not a Christian only when we're awake. We're a Christian when we're awake, when we're at work, when we're asleep. It is, we are full-time Christians. So we have a responsibility to whenever we have anything going on, our Christian identity is first and foremost. So, I, I I just, like I said, I had to speak on some of the stuff that, you know, may be a little sensitive, um, but it's the truth. Um, it, it's not always easy for me to say, but it is the truth. Uh, and, and that's what I came on uh, and, and, and I'm doing this podcast for is to get the truth out and to be as 
honest as I can with you guys and bring the word to you and give you encouragement, knowing that if you maybe if you're having some of these same feelings that um, that are out there or you've experienced these things, that there's there's someone else out there who understands it and um, is with you on this journey. And I'm here to pray for you. I am here to encourage you. Please hit us up on social media or uh, you can email us at gettingthegamepodcast at gmail.com and and just get involved with us somehow. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray for you. So you just have to ask yourself that question. Do I want to be presentable or do I want to be prepared? Being prepared takes a little longer. Takes a little bit more work, but it is also more fulfilling and it is also more uh, satisfying when you are prepared. When I would prepare correctly for, for my, my lessons or my uh, recitals when I had to do that, I was much more fulfilled than when I just kind of spent a, a a menial or minimal amount of time getting ready just to appease my my teacher for 30 minutes. But I knew when I did the work and I worked hard at it and then the lesson was easy and we were able to move on and do something harder and more exciting. That's when that's when it was more fulfilling. And I tell you what, the more prepared you are, the more God is going to give you the more he's going to entrust in your life. He's going to entrust you with stuff to, to, to just complete what he has for you. But if we're unwilling to put in the work, we're unwilling to prepare, then we're always going to be stuck at a certain level. Maybe, maybe our, our faith isn't going to grow much. But when we're, when we're prepared, he, you're, he's equipping us with, the ability to handle more, uh, which means sometimes it means more stress. It also means more of a ministry, more of a, a responsibility. But if you keep him in your life, you keep him in the forefront, then he's going to help you through it all. So put the work in, get prepared, and let's do this. As always, I've mentioned it already in this podcast but let's honestly get off those sidelines stop making any excuse you have don't let the devil keep you there and let's get in the game thanks so much we'll see you next week take care thank you for listening to the get in the game podcast Please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to support us. Find us on YouTube and subscribe for more content. If you would like for us to pray for you, or if you have topics that you would like us to tackle in upcoming episodes, email us at getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. That's getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at getinthegamepc. If you've experienced getting off the sidelines and getting into the game yourself, please let us know. And remember, it's time to get in the game.